All right, this is Talking with Strangers, and I'm here with Nick. Nick, I've seen you around a lot, and I'm finally excited to meet you and hear more about what you're about and where you've been and where you're trying to go. Um, all right, where I've been. Well, where haven't I been is the question, actually. Um, so I grew up four years old. I was with my mother. She got into, like, drugs and stuff. Couldn't really... I didn't really have a choice of where I went, so DCF had pulled me out after living with my grandmother because I was getting expelled from school after school because I was just fighting, seeing what my mom and her boyfriend did. So um, from four years old until 18 and a half, I was in DCF care. Between four years old and 18 and a half, I'd say 36 different cities I've been in. Really? Between foster homes, uh, programs, respite homes, sea bats, hospitalizations, everything. What do you think that's done to your psychology? Um, let's just say that they, I don't think, like, they tried to do a med wash when I was younger, but I don't think they caught it in time. To, like, have what's the, a med wash? So, like, they, like, I was on a bunch of meds, but, like, yeah. none of them were doing anything. And then they, t- um, then they cleared me off all of them. Yeah. And then they tried to, like, put me back on more. But at that point, it was just, like, I was already immune to most of the meds that I was on because I'd been on them for so long. So, like, they couldn't find anything that worked. Got it. So, like, my, like throughout the years, my psycho- like psychiatry... I mean, I haven't really gone to meet with a psychiatrist because... just kind of the way you, you're, you view the world and you view other people. Because, I mean, you have to... You're in a new environment all the time. You have to meet new people. It's, it's, I'm sure that... You said that was throughout high school? Uh, just through everything. Through everything. That's tough. Yeah. I actually... I never attended a regular high school. So that's why I never even got... I. With the grades I had in middle school, I'm pretty sure I could have gone to a decent college. But because of, like, moving around, none of my school records were actually kept. Like, I'm pretty sure at one point I requested school records, and they literally gave me a file. And it was there was something written on a napkin in my school record. I'm just like, wow. Seriously? Yes. Do you want to go back to school? Do you have any intention? Um, at this point, I mean, I'm trying to get my GED, but I just faced a family death. So, I mean, at this point, if I do go back and get my GED, it's going to be for my grandmother. So, I mean, I'm working towards it right now. Like, I'm supposed to be enrolled in it. But, like, it literally, she passed away, like, the day before I was supposed to enroll in it. So, I just haven't yet. So, I'm waiting to sign up for that class to get more experience with, like, the high set and then take it. Hopefully get it. Where do you see yourself in like five years? Are you five years? Do you have some crazy dream that you're trying to accomplish? Honestly, all right. What's not appropriate for this interview? Anything, man. God, I'd love to just have pounds and be able to flip that a pot. It'd just be the best thing ever. Because I'm good at doing that. Like that's something I'm good at. Selling. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like around here, I can't really do that because cops are everywhere. Yeah. But um, that's my lifelong goal. My realistic goal is two years when I'm off of probation, I go down to Florida. Because that's where I was a couple months ago to be with my father. But he kicked me out the house. And then I came back up here. But I met a girl while I was down there. She's still down there. 
So I'm going back down there because I want to go down there anyways because it's cheaper to live. Like the rent's like 800 for a three bedroom. So I'm just like, okay, why not? And then the yeah. first month is $599, second month is $699, $799, so on until you reach 800 And it's just like, okay. Why did your dad kick you out? I just came back drunk one night. Really? Yes. He didn't understand or? He knew me when I was two. So he hasn't seen me since then. So imagine you have a kid, right? Two years old, still crawling in pampers and all that. Next time you see him, he's sitting there smoking a blunt and a cigarette and drinking. I mean, it's I, I guess it was confusing for him. Like, it must have been hard for him. But, like, he chose his wife over me in the end. Because, like, his wife had more of the say in kicking me out than he did because it was her house. Yeah. Are you receiving any help just from around here in terms of... Um, so I do attend the shelter Y to Y over there. Yeah. It's actually a really nice shelter it's for you. It's a good you. one. Yeah, it really is. Um, I mean, my mass health actually just got shut off. I have to go see if I've got it qualified for it again. Um, I mean, overall, not, not many people, like, because I guess I'm newer to the area, not many people see me as I need help. Like some, whereas some of these people have been sitting here for years and they know them, so they help them out with like this, this, and that. So I mean, I guess it's just a matter of being here long enough. Yeah. Well, you and I were just talking about, um, you know, when people are walking by, they'll look at you and you'll try to connect with them in some way. Oh yeah. And the reaction is what you didn't expect. So like. More so than not, when uh. Even when I'm trying to compliment somebody, like, even if I have my sign out and I'm just trying to compliment someone, like, a genuine compliment, like, say, say I liked his shoes, I'd be like, hey, I like your shoes. Most people will just flat out ignore you because they think you're going to ask for something after they say thank you or something. Or another example of, like, people acting strange is when they're walking down and they read your sign and then you look at them and they look away as if you're going to ask them for something right off the bat. That's one thing that does frustrate me, but, I mean, being out here, you get used to it. I mean, I, I've had people come up and tell me, go get a job, you fucking bum, all this. And I've actually had someone almost throw a brick at me. No. Yeah. I mean, I don't think she was in the room. Uh, it was the same girl who told me to get a job. She was walking by there, and uh, I had my sign out, and she's like... So we were talking back and forth, you know, we're arguing, going back and forth, we're both saying offensive stuff to each other. She comes back down the street 20 minutes later with a brick in her hand. She's like, I'll throw it at you. I'm like, please do, so you can be arrested right on the spot for assault and battery with a deadly weapon and attempted murder. <laughs> she didn't do anything, she just kept walking. I was just like, okay, thank you, have a good day. I like to avoid issues the most I can. I don't like to get involved in too much stuff. Yeah, you don't seem like a combative person, but if someone does that, that's if so, if I'm faced with a situation, I will stand up and defend myself. But if I'm if it's within my control, I'm not going to. Yeah. What? what if, I mean. So when I talk to people, I'm really interested in their day-to-day -day thoughts mm -hmm. and how like they're influenced by other people and how we influence other people. And so when you're here and you're, you're sitting there, I'm really curious the types of patterns you see in human behavior. Because you see thousands of people. Yeah. Right? And you, and you are essentially observing most of the day. Yeah. And so what types of 
elements of human behavior have you noticed? Common themes? Um, so eyes, you were talking about eyes and how... Yeah, most people is. don't like to make direct eye contact with the homeless. Even if they're donating, like say they drop a dollar in your cup, they don't like to make eye contact. Like even if you say thank you, God bless you, some of them will look at you in the eyes and be like, thank you, God bless you, have a good one. Most people will just look away and pretend like they didn't do anything. I remember there was one time, she was a tourist. She was really sweet about it though. So she was, she donated a couple dollars and changed into my cup. And then I didn't like the way she did this actually. She was walking back, she walked over to her husband and I think they had a conversation like they wanted to get a picture of her dropping some money in the cup or whatever. So I mean, oh, really? they didn't ask for my permission or anything. They just kind of like took the picture of her dropping the money in the cup. So it's just like, like those kind of pictures, I just don't know where they're gonna go. So I don't know how to feel about it. Like I don't want to be in someone's scrapbook for their life. You feel me? And it's hard to, it's hard like being in the position I'm in. Like I feel like I have no say. Like if somebody takes a picture of me, like please delete that. No. But then what do I do? I can't force them to, or else that's that's an arrest. But I mean, overall, I mean, people won't bother you unless you bother them. So I mean, that's why, I, like, sitting down, I tend to stay more quiet. Like, there'll be times, like, when I'm high, like, I'll start talking, like, spare anything for the homeless, God bless. But other than that, throughout the day, I'm mostly quiet. I don't like to interact. Has it been that way the whole your whole life, or have you changed? Uh, ever since my grandmother passed away, I've become extremely antisocial. She meant a lot to you? Yep. And uh, our last conversation was six months before she died. Uh, we had an argument. So that was the last time I saw her. She didn't want me to know she was sick either. Seriously? Mm-hmm. She fought for five long years with cancer. Lung and brain. Lung and brain. It went from lung, that went away, she had brain. That went away, she had lung. That went away, she had brain. She gave up. She was tired of fighting. I can't blame her, though. She was in pain. I mean, it's hard getting over the... It's hard dealing with this. She was the glue to our family, literally. Our mother was a drug addict. We all have different fathers. My sister's father is still in the picture. My other sister's MIA. We don't even know her father. Um... My other sister didn't even want to come to see my grandmother's body. Which, I mean, I guess people grieve in their own ways, but still, like, that that's your last chance because it's not like she's being buried. She wanted to be cremated. What do you, what do you wish that you had? In life? Yeah. Anything? Anything, man. A healthy relationship with my grandmother. I did some fucked up shit to her when I was a kid, stealing her weed, stealing her cigarettes, which I mean, cigarettes aren't that bad. She bought them in the bulk. But I mean, it's still... I owed her... She counted up over the years. I owed her like $100. I was never able to pay her back. So whenever I get a hundred dollars, I'm just gonna burn it for her. Just be like, here, I paid you back. But I mean, her passing away. Hopefully, that's what helps bring my family together. Like, 
you think it will come together again? Not the whole family. Uh, my sister and I are starting to slowly come together, but my mother, she's gone crazy, actually. She's trying to she's trying to get everything in the house. She's trying to get the house, all the money, whatever. There was a will written uh, two weeks to her passing, but uh, apparently that will specifically is null and void unless she dies six months after the will is written. So technically that... She left everything in the will to my sister. The house, the car, the dogs, everything. It's no one void. My, my, my mother wants to try and take everything. Because your sister is MIA? No. The, uh, so the sister that is MIA, I don't even know how to describe her. I don't want to even start. Um... I mean, she has her issues, we all do. She's a little bit more, you know, mentally not there as most of us. But, um, the, uh, sister that is here, she's having to, like, she's gonna pull me in as a witness, all of this, because, like, she's even tried to break down the door. Like, my mother's tried to break down my grandmother's door. It's like, she doesn't want, like, I don't understand why she wants all of this. Like, there's no, the house does her no use. She already has a house. Anyways, on to a happier subject. What do you do for, what do you major in? Uh, evolutionary biology and psychology. So, listening to stories and listening to people. Yeah. And seeing the ways in which we cooperate, who we cooperate with, and the sort of evolutionary reasons for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, fascinating. And so, you know, the reason why I was asking earlier just about your interactions with people because it's a it's a unique dynamic yeah you know you're there people are walking and you have thoughts motivations dreams and beliefs just like they do yeah um, and, and, and you, so you just wonder what that empathy gap like why that's there and how that gets there um, because I love like this is so fun Mm-hmm. And I mean, you're extremely intelligent. Just from talking with you, I can tell, man. You know your stuff. Yeah. And people don't get to see that, right? Not all the time. They just see me sitting on the street right. asking for anything. Yeah. So the ways in which we view each other, our external appearance, I think it it can be barriers to what's underneath, which is that mm-hmm. we're all here together. We're in this together. People will call me a hippie, they don't have say whatever, but... I can kind of see it, but I like the vibe. <laughs> uh, I consider myself one. Yeah. If hippie means... It's definitely nothing bad. Yeah, if, I mean, if hippie means just on kind of talking more to people and giving the lay down of what's happening, that's okay with me. <laughs> when I think of hippie, I think of relaxed, acid, shrooms, all that. I don't think of, like... I don't know, more people think of it like dirty people. No, I think of it as people who are more connected with the earth. Like, walk, people think people who walk around barefoot are disgusting. No, they're just trying to get more, like, they're trying to feel the earth under them. Yeah. What, what's the difference, you think, in... That's a bad question. I guess what I'm trying to say is... Uh, 
How do you think we become more connected to the earth? We become more connected to people. How do we get rid of that? at least just close it a little bit more break down the barrier that all homeless people are the same because I feel like a lot of people a lot of people take homeless people for example there was a homeless woman who sat down here who was high off of dope every day sitting here slumped over with a cop out like I am but I mean I sit here you know I smoke my little bit of weed every day I sit here and panhandle but most people, I feel like, don't give me the like the attention I want because of the fact that they think all homeless people are the same. That all people, all homeless people do drugs. All people drink. All homeless people drink. All this. I mean, I just don't think they give people the chance to like express themselves and show that they're not these bad people that they think they are. Because like honestly, I get looks and it's just like, oh, this kid's disgusting. Why is he out here? Like he needs a job. Like, like he. I mean, it's frustrating, but you get used to it. I think if there was, what do you think about some way, some, some something that people wear that signifies that they're willing and open to talk? What's something someone wears? So how do you think we get rid of that? How do you think we overcome that barrier? Honestly, I don't think that's something that can be done. Because I feel like in the end, most most homeless people do turn to drugs. But I mean, I can say for myself, I know everybody says it, I don't foresee myself doing hard drugs. I'm going to stick to my weed, my acid, my shrooms, whatever. Not any of the hard stuff. Like, I'm going to stick away, I'm going to stay away from Molly, all that stuff. I mean, I just think it's... I don't like how I'm being profiled. Like, I know people think I'm a druggie because I'm sitting here asking for money when I'm really not. It gets frustrating that people don't even pay you the time of day because they think you're a drug addict or you're a drunk. Like, some days when I'm sitting here, like, falling asleep because I didn't get good sleep the night before, I feel like some people definitely think I'm doped out. Because, like, I'll just sit there and I'll just fall asleep sitting up like this. I don't think it's honestly... I don't think it's anything that can be fixed. I feel like all homeless people are going to have a bad rap. Even if they haven't done anything to deserve it. Like, um, for example, there was, there's this one dude who uh, came around and he tried to help people. Really confusing. I think he went to Harvard, too, which is weird. Um... He came around, and me and my friend were panhandling. He dropped $47 in a cup, and then bought us two, three $25 lighters and three $18 pack of cigarettes. The next day, he comes back at 6 o'clock in the morning and buys us breakfast and coffee. I'm like, okay, this is weird. A couple weeks later, a lot of the homeless people that are my friends stay around the Harvard Square News and the tea station. Um... I'm walking up to them, they're like, hey, have you seen that guy who's giving out shit? I'm like, yeah, he gave me this, this, and this. And then he's like, oh, that's cool, he gave me this, this, and this. I'm telling you, yesterday this kid came with a brand new coach bag, no, not coach, brand new Michael Kors bag, brand new Calvin Klein bag, brand new iPhone 6S Plus. Uh, he gave us these things to He's buying this for everybody. 
but there is a catch. I don't know what he's doing for the women, but I know them. I know that he is gay and he's looking for stuff in return from the men for a place to sleep and items that he's buying. And like he's come, he came back to me once, like after I knew all this was happening, because he saw me one day, like. Because you know the homeless people, how we sell cigarettes for a dollar, right? Because they're, they're 10 bucks a pack. They're not cheap. So, spend, sell 10, you make $10, you get another pack. So, he saw me selling a cigarette to another homeless person, which is what we do. That's a common thing. Like, everybody knows that Newport's a dollar. So, and he's just like, you know what? That's wrong. You shouldn't be selling the cigarettes. You should be giving them out. You're in the same situation. I'm like, listen, I understand that, but look at my cup. Look at what I have on. I'm broke. I need the money. Anything helps. Whether it's supplying my habit, whether it's spending money on food so I can eat. He's just like, I know, but that's still wrong. I'm just like, I know, like I can't really control that. Like all, like you don't understand the streets. Like you're growing up, you're you're alone. You have millions of dollars sitting in a house alone, and you don't have to worry about the cold at night. I have to worry about if I'm going to be fucking freezing to death in the middle of the night. Like, last night, it was freezing. I have one blanket to my name. But bottom line... Oh, yeah, he came back and threatened me. That's what I was trying to get out this whole story. He came back and was like, don't ever let me see you doing that again, blah, 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 or else we're going to have issues. Comes back two days later, hey, man, I'm sorry, here's a pack of cigarettes. Haven't seen him since. But he couldn't make eye contact with me at all. The whole time he's talking to me, hey man, I'm sorry, here's this pack of cigarettes, I really hope you forgive me. See you later. Looking at the ground the whole time. I was like, wow, okay, cool. That apology was not genuine at all. What do you think about, you know, for everyone listening... We're not trying to rant, but we're, we're trying to... Oh, yeah, I did go off on a little no, bit. No, no, no. It, I mean, you're sharing your thoughts. Uh, but I guess while, while we're on the subject, mm-hmm. what do you think about people on their phones all the time? Um, all right. Like, I'm not going to say it's bad, but I'm not going to say it's right either. Me growing up in this day and age, I'm accustomed to using the cell phone given I didn't have a cell phone until I was in middle school, later middle school. Um, I think for one thing, when, say there's a line of people like this, and they're all on their phones, and they're walking slow because they're all on their phones, I really want to just push through them, but I know I can't. All in all, I think people are on their phones too much, like, on the outside. Like, if you're on... If you're inside somewhere sitting down, yeah, that's cool. But while you're walking on the sidewalk, while there's people, other people walking, come on. Why do you have to be looking at your phone? Like, if it's a quick, if it's a quick text, like, LOL, okay, or something like that, like, yeah, be on my way in five minutes, yeah, that's cool. Like, for example, this, this dude's just texting. I mean, at least he's looking up. Most people don't know how to look up and text at the same time. That's the problem. Like, I knew someone, like, it was scary, but they could drive and text at the same time because they'd just be sitting there typing like this, driving, paying attention. I was just like, I don't know if I want to get in the car with you again, but wow. Do you think all people are good? Or do you think we're inherently bad? What is human nature? 
I believe that not one person is made bad. It's like it's decisions that lead you up to it. Just like famous artist Lil Wayne, he says, "I'm not a killer, but don't push me." In one of his songs, nobody's born a killer. Somebody's pushed to that limit to kill somebody. Just like nobody's nobody's born a bank robber. They got desperate and they needed money, so they robbed the bank. Nobody, ch- I mean, all right, never mind. That's a different subject. I'm not willing to touch on. It's very sensitive. So external circumstance. Yeah. That's what makes us bad in your view. Yeah, I don't think one person is born bad at all. I think it's all what happens to us throughout our lives. Yeah, I would agree with you. It, it, it just doesn't. It just doesn't seem that it seems the case that someone's born with a premeditation for bad things. It's nurture type of thing. Yeah, I would never. I would never look at someone and just be like, oh. Yep, they're going to kill about a half a million people when they grow up. And that's just not something I do. Everybody in my eyes is good until I see a reason that, like, until I physically see something to show that you're bad, I think you're a good person. What do you think about kids? How do you think, just new subject, the mindset of a child versus that of an adult and does it change and are we still children in adult bodies um to answer that last question are we still children in adults bodies yes I am technically I'm 19 years old so that does technically make me an adult I still believe that I am a child I'm not done maturing yet I know that but uh, I logged into Facebook a couple days ago and I saw a post from, I think it was five years ago and it was just me posting some dumb shit about how I was getting in trouble and how I was excited about it. And I'm just like, it's funny to see how immature I really was as a little kid, even though it was just five years ago. It was just, I was so proud of getting in trouble in school. Now I'm looking back, I'm like, yo, if I didn't do that, look, I could possibly be in college. I could be in a state school. I just kept screwing up. But I mean, kids, in their mindset, as little kids, I feel like all they want to do is play. As you gradually get older, you realize you have stuff you need to do. Whether it's you choose to act on those things and do what you need to do or not is up to you. But I mean, I feel like everyone in their own way matures. Some people don't mature, but for the most part, people do mature in life. How do you think people play? What do you mean? When they're older. We play, we have recesses, kids, you know? Oh, um, what age range are we talking? Late 20s. Late 20s, even now, or not even now. I'd say 20s. Um, probably just hang out socially at a bar. I mean, judging off of your day-to-day life, college, you know. But to like really hang out and stuff, I mean, bars, restaurants, if you got the money for them, they're great. If you don't, then oh well. Um, I don't know, as you get older, you enjoy the little things in life. Like, I never really used to like the beach. During, over the summer, I found myself at Revere Beach at least three times a week. How about you? Do you like the beach? Yeah, I love the beach. 
favorite beach in Massachusetts? I've actually only been to one. Which one? I can't even remember. Oh, wow, that's tough. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> disrespectful <laughs> to Massachusetts. Sorry, sorry, Boston. Um, but I do love traveling and exploring. But again, even that is a privilege. Mm-hmm. Have you been out of the country? I have. Well, what's the furthest you've been? I was in Vietnam this summer. Oh, how was that? It was very fun, man. People people really appreciate things there. Mm-hmm. Uh, people appreciate a smile. So I just... You know, they're two very different places. Yeah. Vietnam. That's a third world country, City. correct? I'm not even sure I think so. Um, yeah. I'm, all all I saw when I, when I went there was just people who were open to talking. Uh, mm. Maybe that was me and traveling, but for the most part, people smile back at you. Yeah. And they like to see you. They like to meet new people. Uh, They're curious. You see, I find that funny, though. Mass- uh, not in Massachusetts alone. In the United States, I feel like people visiting us is a nuisance to us. Like in other countries, when people like when other countries visit them, they're like, "Oh my God, these new people! Oh my God, come in our house, let's welcome you." All this stuff, like, "Welcome to our country!" Oh my God. But here, it's just like, "Oh, you're visiting? Cool. What the heck made you want to come here?" Like, I know, like, when people say they're coming to Boston to like visit, I'm just like, "What makes you want to come here?" Oh, we want to see Harvard. Okay, you spent one day looking at Harvard. Now, what are you gonna go see? I mean, yeah, Boston's full of historic stuff, but I mean, there's so much you can do. I agree. If there's one thing you could change about the world, what would it be? Ooh. One thing I could change about the world. A better system put in place to help youths. Not just youths who are on the street homeless, but youths in general. So, for example, kids who are in DCF helping them actually look for a job because they have these things called PIA it's preparing adolescents for young adulthood or whatever you know about that? I've heard um, so anyways they have you fill out these little workbooks and you get like $50 if you write a paragraph or whatever and um, it's just, like that's supposed to help you prepare for the real world but like in reality you're just reading a book and flying through it because you hear $50 they're not actually helping you get a job like when I was in a program I was the only kid with a job and I, this is a group home full of 17, 18-year-olds who are trying to get their life on track. And I'm the only one with a job and a bank account. So, I mean, I want to put in a system, a better place, like, where kids can easily access jobs. Like, a place that's specifically for hiring kids. Um, and for kids on the street, like, definitely make more youth shelters that are open year-round, not just... Like, because Wide Why is great, but I don't like how it's closed. Like, if it went throughout the year, that would be good. Like, during the summer, that it'd be okay if that was closed because, you know, it's, it's warm out. We get used to it. But, like, during the winter and stuff, like, more recently this October months, it's been, it's been kind of cold at night. So, you know, it's been a struggle. I know my friends are definitely cold as well. I mean, it'd be helpful if that was open. But, I mean, just setting up more youth shelters in general, whether it's one in each city. I just don't think that so many youth should be on the street. And it, it's tough because kids are on the street every day. For example, like, my friends are on the street. Like, I know they're going to get their stuff stolen. Like, they leave their stuff everywhere because they think they can trust people because they're still young. 
like I I'm in that mindset where I know I can't leave anything like for example like I know I haven't checked on my bags but I know I have you looking so you would say something they just leave their stuff around and like I've had stuff stolen from me like while I was sleeping two weeks ago somebody stole my sandals while I was sleeping my sandals that were broken <laughs> why I don't know they were broken they like they had holes in them I'm just like okay and in <laughs> that day it was raining I'm just like that's great so I had to get on the train to Alewife and I had to go find a pair of shoes from one of the uh, people that go around and help people out like you know the bridge van yeah it was a pain got it some more more help for the youth specifically because that's a critical period dude thank you thank you Nick thank you for sharing I know we talked about a lot of stuff that's it's not easy to talk about so I appreciate that and if this can give people an insight that are walking by you have, that you have a voice mm-hmm. that's the goal man. so appreciate it though